Welcome to the Animal Rescue League of Iowa's For Love of Animals podcast. Here are your hosts, Carol and Dan. Welcome to the For Love of Animals podcast. I'm Carol, and I'm here with Dan, and we are your hosts of the For the Love of Animals podcast. Hello. And we spell podcast P-A-W, of course. Well, yeah, why not? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the easiest pun ever. Exactly. <laughs> that's like us throwing softball on a joke, so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How was your week? It was good. Yeah? It was really good, yeah. Are you enjoying the cold weather? I, I am. You know, I like cold weather, mm-hmm. although, like, I've decided I like cold weather if it's, like, 40 and up. I know. Yeah. You know Goizani. Yes. We were talking about that, and she's like, why can't it just be, like, 32 and above? Yeah. Like, why does it have to freeze? I know. And be bitter. Bitter, and then you worry about the animals, and... Right. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Speaking of animals, I was out on my back porch today, yes. and I heard meowing, Yes. and I was like where is this coming from and (laughs) there was a little tortoiseshell kitten well she wasn't a kitten uh but she had a collar on yeah and she was just hanging out on my porch so do you have her now no (laughs) you waited to see if she went home yeah and she she was super friendly yeah so clearly she was someone's cat right she wasn't you know like a community cat or a feral cat right yeah i was like oh okay i guess i have another cat well if she comes back you're gonna have to take her in yeah I, um, I'm going to guess that she's not spayed. Um, so she may disappear for a couple days and then she'll be spayed. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. We, we all know the importance of that. Uh Spay, neuter, spay, neuter, spay, neuter. Yes. Especially when I look at all of the cages at the Animal Rescue League and realize they're all full. They are all full. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. And I just saw an article I'm trying to think today, actually, uh, that it was about shelters across the country that everybody is full right now. Yeah, it's definitely not something that uh, is unique to Iowa or to the ARL. It's just right. all the shelters are full. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, part of that is, you know, if we have a pet and you've got behavior stuff going on with your pet, you know, reach out. Reach out to shelters people that you know are kind you're right um and you know train with kindness mm-hmm. uh and get help for that so you can keep the pet you yeah know? and a lot of times you know you and i've talked about this for years about you know managing the behavior and right. sometimes it's something so simple exactly that you can do to manage the behavior um but people will help you correct the behavior too right you know manage it up front but then teach you how to correct it over time because it's not something that is going to happen you know in an hour by any means you have to show your dog or show your cat what you want it to do yep not what you don't want it to do and sometimes like with litter box stuff with cats Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to be the one that changes right like you know the cat is determined this spot does not work for me Mm -hmm. i'm nervous there's other pets in the home there's kids in the home i don't want my litter box like in the middle of a wall i want you to move it to a corner where i can get out if need be and you know it's not that hard make a little adjustment right cat the story that you've you've told the story a couple times maybe you can tell it again about the hot water heater oh yes this story it's a perfect example i think 
to explain what we always say about absolutely and it's totally the one i use as an example for people when when they call um you know these people had a cat for a long time reached out to me um and said they were having trouble because their cat was uh breaking litter box and was now going to uh urination at the top of the stairs and the litter box was downstairs in the lower level basement and so started asking you know uh, uh what's what's changed what's new you know nothing so we we start talking and it basically happened every morning like the family would get up and be taking their showers and get ready for work and school and stuff and you know cat goes to the bathroom at the top of the stairs urination and so come to find out uh, they had the litter boxes downstairs right next to a hot water heater that was on the fritz was going out and it was making these huge clanging noises every morning <laughs> and of course it was morning because that's when the people in the house were using the hot, using water. The hot water in the showers so to the cat it was like a monster down there and it was like <laughs> i'm going down there this morning because like the monster's awake right um so you know first of all they replaced their hot water heater because it needed replaced <laughs> anyway and then and they're like thank you cat exactly thank you for letting us know it was coming um and that of course solved the problem but i also had to move the litter box like across the basement in case you know it happened again or right. the cat was still afraid like what might come up mm -hmm. but it's those sorts of things sometimes where even your cat has used the box for years and years and years and all of a sudden it's not what's going on something's happening mm -hmm. you know for that situation but that family was wonderful they just replaced the you know hot water heater we moved the litter box and all things were good but I've had other calls where, you know, I've done home visits and I've gone and somebody's got, you know, the litter box in a particular place. And it's pretty obvious why the cat doesn't like it in that particular place. But the humans in the home have to be willing to adjust there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times people are like, well, I'm not moving it. Or right. I'm not doing this. And it's like, well, just move it 10 feet. Right. Can't you right. move it to keep your cat who's a family member? Right. And you then know? The, you don't have the problem anymore. Right. It's exactly. It's not a headache for the cat and it's not a headache for you. Right. 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 Yeah. Crazy. But that, yeah, that's a good, good example, I think. But if you have behavior uh, questions or uh, cute animal stories that you want to share with us, yeah. please go on the website, uh, arl-iowa.org and click on community at the top and then scroll down a little bit and you'll see uh, icon for love of animals podcast and you can click on that and there's a little form you just enter your email and submit the question or or the story to us and yeah we'll get it. and be sure and share with people that we're on with our podcast yes uh, lots of people maybe want to talk animals or hear cool stuff about animals we'd love to have them join our podcast um and listen to us and uh send us questions or things you want to talk about like you were saying dan but also um join our for love of animals facebook page uh you can just go to facebook and put in for love arl for love of animals mm -hmm. and join our facebook page lots of information is on there not only the podcast uh link but also just information uh new that pops up too so it's lots of fun yeah join and, us. um you know we talk about bernie all the time but he's he's the guy that will share everything that we talk right. about with everybody else right exactly <laughs> and if, if you can message us on there too and if yeah, uh, it's something that needs to get to us. Bernie will send it over. Absolutely. So please do. So I think everyone in the world who knows me knows my love of the breed of Bernie's Mountain Dogs. Yes. And sometimes when we have an entire hour dedicated to this, I'll tell you of my journey. <laughs> 
uh, to getting a Bernice your, Mountain your 30 dog. Your 30-year journey. 30-year journey, no yes. lie. Somebody yeah. was just asking me that the other day, and I'm not kidding. It was 30 years of a journey because I was set on adopting one from an animal shelter from the Animal Rescue League, and it just did. they just did not come into the Animal Rescue League. Right. Two years ago in November, so um, my beloved Jax came in, uh, through a very large puppy mill rescue that the Animal Rescue League did. Yes. And out of all of the 514 animals, there was one five-month-old <laughs> Bernie's Mountain Dog, and that is my beloved Jax that I love and adore to the ends of the earth. Yes. Um, he's a good boy. He is a good boy, and he's exactly what I thought that breed was when I met a bunch of them 30 years ago when I was in Colorado, which uh -huh. is what sent me on this path. Oh, yeah, they're super popular I want there. Yes, every store I went into, yes. every ski thing, there was Bernie's Mountain Dogs, and yes. I fell in love with the breed then, and uh, Jax is exactly that. But so there's a new therapy dog that attends University of Iowa class, and aids in instruction, and his name is Drax. Which is so close, Which is right? so close, and he's a Bernice Mountain Dog. Yes. So at Trowbridge Hall, which is an academic building on the east side of the Univers University of Iowa's campus, uh, Drax is a new staff member. He's two <laughs> and a half years old, like my, my yeah. Bobby Jax, um, and he's taken up residence just sits with classes. So he joined the University of Iowa's Therapeutic Recreation and Child Life Program, in August, last August, um, and it's just the second therapy dog on campus. The other one's um, named Wilkie, which is a Woodle. What is a Woodle? I, I People come up with these random I know. dog breed names. I, I assume it's like, what, a Whippet and a Poodle or something? I'm going to look. Um, that's primarily focused on offering mental health support students. So what Drax does is he attends classes, he insists in, insists in lectures, Holds drop-in office hours. I mean, <laughs> I love that. Uh, this is they the better be getting thing. a check. I know, or extra <laughs> kibble or something. So, <laughs> right now, obviously, there's an associate professor of instruction for therapeutic recreation program, is Drax's owner and handler, and so um, she teaches an animal-assisted therapy course, and Drax offers students uh, real-life experience, real-world experience, working in as a therapy animal. So, I mean, we. We know what animals, and it doesn't even have to be a dog. Right, right. right. It could be a duck. It could be a pigeon. Yep. Um, a cat. A pig. A pig, yeah. Yep. Um, we know the benefit of just being around animals. Absolutely. And it's so great to see everybody else is getting on board with that, too. Yeah, it's, it's the coolest thing. And, um, uh, you know, we, we were joking last week, I think, on our podcast about Benny the office manager cat that lives here at the innovations ARL's innovation center. Right, right. And I had a meeting here earlier today and I mean the temperature, I mean, it just goes down when Benny comes in the room. Mm -hmm. Not that people are upset. They're not, but it's like, everybody's like pet and Benny and Benny's doing cute stuff. And it just, I personally think we all ought to like really encourage our employers if they want to do stuff to, uh, you know, get get employees yeah. boost morale that they let people bring their dogs to work. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, hundred percent. The company that I work for, um, they encourage that like, to bring your dog. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And last year, um, when I was in Chicago for work, uh, the CEO brought his Roddy puppy. Oh my gosh! And he was just all over the place, and it was hysterical oh because my gosh. you know it's a puppy, so yes. he's all over the place. <laughs> 
peeing in the corner, you know, <laughs> like, well, that's the owner's dog, so it's fine. Right, exactly. <laughs> but to your point, it it just, you know, it's something different to look at. Yeah. And it just takes your mind off of the heavy work stuff, you know? Yeah, and they're just, all, all of us who love dogs, we know, I mean, they are just happy. Like, right. they are happy to see you. Mm-hmm. They love you. They, I mean... Uh, I remember years ago hearing that there were like a couple companies out, you know, on the West Coast that let their employees bring their dogs. And it's like, so if they had a space, they could put a, like a baby gate up across or mm-hmm. whatever so their dog could stay in their space. But they were saying how not only does it reduce the stress, you know, of people, but also like employees who had to like get going to let their dogs out or yes. pick their dogs up from doggy daycare. Right. They just didn't have to do that. Right. Like they had their dogs with them. Exactly. So it takes that stress off yeah. i don't know how many times people would be like oh you want to go happy hour after work and i'm like no i'm sorry Good. gotta go all right. the way across the city to take care of my puppy exactly love it yeah it's it's great and um we would be remiss if we didn't mention the therapets program that the arl has absolutely um again go to the website arl-iowa.org if you have uh, an animal uh, that you think would be a good fit for therapists and like i said it doesn't have to be a dog exactly um there have been ducks uh chickens pigeons yeah uh parrots of course dogs cats rabbits rabbits yep. yeah um but yeah go to the website arrow-iowa.org click on community again and scroll down a little bit and you'll see the icon there for therapists and there's links there on how to get involved if you are um, a company in the des moines area and you want a therapist's animal to visit your uh, place of business or, uh, you know, nursing home or hospital or whatever, there's also a link for that to request a visit. Um, so everybody should do that. Absolutely. Why not? Absolutely. Bring so a puppy cool. for the afternoon. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Your employees will not hate you. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we actually have an office cat uh, foster program. Yes. As well. Mm-hmm. You can foster a cat and have it in your office. Um, and then we look for a home for it. But, you know, helps with space mm-hmm. at the at the shelter. But also then, you know, is great for that. You just I mean, the one thing you have to be sure is you don't have employees that are highly allergic to cats. Yeah. Just have like a bowl of Sudafed or yeah. something on the, <laughs> on the table. <laughs> Let them take that. Some Claritin. Keep your cat there. So that's been fun, too. Yeah, um, that's it's a great idea. Yeah. If people are able to do that, I, I totally think that they should. Yeah. Great. Good times. So the next thing what is what else we got? It was the cutest story I Oh, I t- PS. Sorry yes. to interrupt. A woodle? Yes. Is a cross between a soft coated Wheaton Terrier oh, Wheaton. and a poodle. I thought it was a whippet. I know. Well, I saw a picture and I was like, that doesn't look like a whippet. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what a woodle is. So a there mixed breed. A mixed breed, yeah. A mutt. Between two different breeds. Okay, yes. gotcha. <laughs> um, so a resident in Iowa uh, said she has a blonde raccoon <laughs> that comes to her place. Now, somebody might say, oh, it's an albino. It's not. She said she actually started doing some research and showed that it's a blonde raccoon, which is very rare. It has to do with the pigment in their skin and mm-hmm. the recessive genes just have to be perfect for it to come out as blonde. So she started putting out corn and grapes to keep all the raccoons, you know, coming around. And it made another appearance, came right up to the window. Um, and it's just, 
it, when you see it, it is just adorable. It looks like it looks like a raccoon that like got you know sat in the sun and got faded uh, right. or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, right? Went to the salon. Exactly. Got like highlights. Right. Uh, yeah. This and this was in Hornick, Iowa. Yeah, Hornick, Iowa. Yeah, and she said. Uh, she's been in her place for eight years. She goes, and I've seen raccoons for eight years. And then she sees the blonde one and she's like, oh my God, where did that come from? (laughs) How adorable. Now all the residents at Hornick need to take care of that raccoon. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Make sure he or she um, stays safe. Stays safe. Yeah. And is taken care of. Absolutely. I'm sure uh, Crystal Folsom is uh, the woman's name. I'm sure she will keep a close eye on it. Yeah. Hopefully, Old everybody Blondie. needs to. That needs to be a community thing, a village thing, where everybody's making sure they watch out for Blondie, but and all the raccoons. Yeah, and all of them. They're so cute. They're adorable. And I did look. I know we talked about this uh, last week when we were talking about raccoon dogs. Yes. And I had made the comment about uh, seeing all the raccoons and the stray cats in Florida. Yeah. I'm still searching for that photo. Oh, are you really? I know I have it somewhere. Uh, um, but also my friend Marcy was listening and she sent me a note and she said, did you know that Timmy, Tommy and Tom are raccoon dogs? And I said, Marcy, who is Tim, Tommy, <laughs> Timmy, Which is, I was Tommy. just going to ask. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> yeah, I said, who is that? And she said, they're the raccoon dogs on the game Animal Crossing which is something that you can play on the Nintendo Switch. It's okay. super popular. Okay. Um, I played it during COVID lockdown yeah. way back in the day, and I had no idea. That that was so, their names, and they were raccoon dogs. And they're raccoon dogs. Yeah. So Are there any of them blonde raccoon dogs? Uh, no, they're the standard-looking standard, yeah. raccoon yeah. type. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, so there you go. There's some more trivia. See, we're full of information here on the we ARL for Love of Animals of podcast. <laughs> full of it. We're actually going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to keep talking about lots of fun stuff. Uh, you're listening to the For Love of Animals podcast with Carol and Dan. Tis the season of giving, and the Animal Rescue League is collecting donations now through December 31st with our annual Tree of Life event. Here's how it works. Visit our website, arl-iowa.org, to view our wish list, purchase items of your choice, and place them under the tree at any of our Tree of Life locations around the Des Moines area. These donations are put to use all year long and make a huge impact on the animals in our care. Again, visit arl-iowa.org. Thank you and happy holidays. Welcome back. We're back with the For Love of Animals podcast with Carol and Dan. Thank you for joining us again. Um, so, so much to talk about, so little time. There is. Um, thank you to Nathan, by the way, for recording those for us so that I don't have to read them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so thank you, thank you. He's got such a good voice. He does. He really does. Um, so I came across an article, and I thought it was super fascinating. So, you know, uh, people talk all the time about how their their pets know what they're saying or know what they're feeling Mm -hmm. and how they're, um, you know, emotional. And this article I found on livescience.com, the the title of it is which animals can recognize themselves in the mirror. Okay. Which I think is so fascinating. Yep. Of course you can put a mirror in front of anything and they're going to be able to see what's in there. Right. Right. But do they know what they're looking at? Right. That's the question. Right. So this, these studies started in 1970 
and only a handful of species have passed this test that they do. Yeah. So what they do is they put um, like red dye or like makeup or something, you know, lipstick of something very pigmented on the face of the animal. Okay. And then they give them a mirror and they see what the animal does. So it it says, while we humans (laughs) are the only species to scrutinize our reflections in a mirror every day, we are not the only ones to recognize ourselves in reflection of surfaces. Mm -hmm. So they've done testing on a wide array of species, starting with research on uh, chimpanzees in 1970, um, ants, Manta rays, African gray parrots. Um, they've been scrutinized for signs of self-awareness when presented with a mirror, but not necessarily knowing that they're looking at themselves. Right. right? So the um, primatologist, which I think that's such a cool word. It is I'm a cool be word. Like, oh, yeah, I'm Dan. I'm a primatologist. I, uh, I don't know why you want that when you're Dan Dan the chicken man. <laughs> I mean, really, I, that's, a you know. chickentologist? Exactly. There, yeah. I like it. There you go. Um, so, uh, at Emory university, her name or his name, uh, is Franz DeWall. And they state that many animals don't pass. Uh, they've concluded self-awareness tests on, uh, capuchin monkeys, which failed, which I thought was interesting. Interesting. Capuchin monkeys. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, they're, they're smart. They're yeah. smart as heck. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what they use to train and move, you know, tons right. of movies. And interesting. Stuff. Um, so the test, again, is they need to self-inspect a visual mark in front of a mirror without any training or reward. So they can't condition the animal to see something and then pick at it, yep. essentially. Um, so which animals did pass a test? In 1970, uh, the chimp experiments, four chim- uh, chimpanzees were marked with red dye on their face. Uh, they examined the areas that had been marked in the mirror, indicating an understanding that they were viewing themselves. So that's the interesting part is when they see um, the mark on their face, then they start picking at it, essentially. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So the four chimpanzees passed, um, and the mark test is now considered the most conclusive proof of mere self-awareness. Okay. So other great apes have also passed the test. Orangutans uh, recognized themselves and even identified marks on their bodies, and that was in 1973. Um, also bonobos, which we know bonobos are yep. like the closest living relative essentially to to us, to humans. Yep. Um, were observed inspecting areas of their bodies they would not otherwise be able to see using a mirror. And that was in 94. So this has been going on for years. Um, however, which I, this is one thing that I find very interesting. Gorillas, the test has been more inconclusive. So they can't necessarily say that they know what they're looking at. Yeah. Which maybe they're getting smarter. Yeah. Because I see videos online, you know, of people at zoos and stuff like that. And they'll show like videos on their phone to the uh, gorilla, you know, yeah. on the other side of the glass. Yeah. And the gorilla like watches it. Yeah. And then like reacts to it. So it's very interesting. Um, they do say monkeys typically view their reflection as another animal, not necessarily of themselves. Um, but they've also done tests on. Uh, pigeons uh, who recognize themselves, but it was after heavy conditioning. So they couldn't necessarily say that they, they knew what they were, were looking at. Okay. But this article just goes on and on and there's tons of information. So we'll have Bernie link to it. Yeah. Um, but it's, 
I don't know. I find that stuff very fascinating. It is fascinating, and I, I noticed that they were saying how great apes, bottlenose dolphins, mm-hmm. elephants, magpies, and crows. Yes. Interesting. Yep. And we all know crows, smart as oh, heck. Yeah. yeah. All of those corvid breeds, so that doesn't surprise me that the magpies fall into that either. Yeah. But yeah, the only uh, other terrestrial animal that has convincingly passed a test was the Asian elephant at the Bronx Zoo. So interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I look in a mirror and I see someone and I think, no, I'm like 40, 40 <laughs> pounds lighter than that. I don't know. Right, and I don't 20 know. years younger. Right. Yeah. And 20 <laughs> years younger. And, you know, uh, I'm sure you do, too. Yeah. I mean, I um, I see... Like you see, when you see yourself in the mirror every day like that, um, you just, you don't notice the change. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But that's like when you uh, are with your dog every day and then you don't notice that they're getting older. Right. And then you see an old picture and you're like, oh my gosh, that's not even what yeah. my dog looks like anymore. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things that when you, when somebody sees you every day, they don't notice, like, you know, yes. yeah, but yes. if they haven't seen you in 10 years, they're like, wow. Right. You know, I have, you've, you've changed. You've and you're changed. Like, no, I haven't. Yeah. How? <laughs> Tell me how. Right. <laughs> and it better be good. <laughs> right. <laughs> so fascinating. It is. It really, really it's, is. It's one of those things that we just continue to learn about these animals. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this, this continuum of like, oh, this is what we thought. And then you find out all this research has been going on and like, no, it's not what you thought. You right. know, I would have guessed most animals see themselves in a mirror and go, just okay. Like, okay yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I am fabulous with all these spots and this <laughs> right. wonderful fur coat, you know? So <laughs> guess not. Right. So another cool thing there's been lots of cool stuff going on, but it really has. Back from the brink, a sand swimming golden mole feared extinct, rediscovered after 86 years. This is so cool. That I love it. We're like rediscovering species yes. that we thought were long gone. Right. And here's another one. Yeah. And yeah, we talked about the, um, I'm going to say it wrong. I, I Echidna. Know. Echidna. Echidnas. Yes. Uh, we talked about those in the Attenborough uh, yes. echidna. And, you know, they found those in, in the jungle somewhere. And this was in South Africa. So, yeah, 86 years later, and they find them again. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Uh, rediscovered swimming in the sand. Um, and interesting that they, you know, feared it was extinct, but it lives in underground burrow, underground burrows. Hadn't been seen since 1937. It gets its golden name from oily secretions that lubricate its fur so it can swim mm. through the sand dunes. And it doesn't, yeah, pick up the sand. does not create conventional tunnels, making it all the harder to detect. That's so fascinating. Isn't it, though? And it's all thanks to a two-year search by a conservationist and a border collie named Jesse. Isn't that the neatest thing? Who was trained to sniff out golden moles. It's so amazing. It's also, uh, interestingly thing, too, it's also blind. Right. So it's highly sensitive it's highly sensitive hearing and if it senses vibrations basically caused by movement above ground, mm-hmm. that's when it, you know, would scatter off basically. Right. So it's probably just hyper aware and Absolutely. always stayed out of view, right? And so cool that a dog was helping to do that, to rediscover it. Right. 
I mean, we talk about that all the time. Oh, so cool. Dogs can sniff out anything. <laughs> 21 species, known species of golden moles, mostly living only in South Africa. They also found evidence of three other moles, including Van Zal's golden mole, which is also endangered. That's awesome. Yeah. And it says here, we need to identify areas to focus our conservation efforts on and secure the protected areas to make sure that we are, um, you know, not taking their habitat away so that they still have a stronghold for the species. Yeah. So cool. Love it. I hope every week on this podcast, we can come out with another animal that got discovered that they thought was extinct. Right. That would be awesome. Oh, that's, my. That's going to be a goal. We'll always try to have one. Yeah. We'll find yeah, one. Yeah, I hope we're not disappointed. I know. Yeah. Right? That's just beyond cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, we just have so much more fun to talk about here. The holidays are coming, Carol. The holidays are coming. And you know what that means? Curling up on the couch. Mm-hmm. And I mean with your dog. Right. Right. <laughs> or your cat. Or your cat. Or your bunny. That's right. Or your chicken. Or your pet rat. Right. Oh, yeah. For sure, your pet rat. They, he would, he or she would love that. Absolutely. So these are seventeen Christmas movies, holiday movies, you should watch with your dog. Okay, number one, and I've probably never seen. I, I know half of these, and I love Christmas movies. I know I am not a huge Christmas fan, and I'm not a huge movie fan either because I just fall asleep. It's right, like nap time. So you're probably gonna. We'll be lucky if you've seen one. Right. So let's find out. Okay. Let's find out what Dan's seen. Okay. Number one, A Golden Christmas. Yep. Uh, this is from 2009. Yep. Um, I have not seen this at all. Didn't even know it existed. Yeah, I haven't seen. The, I'll admit I haven't seen this one either. And I actually love movies. And love the holidays, and here we are. Well, so this is going to be a good list for you. Uh, yeah, this might be bad though, because I have not, <laughs> I have not heard of that one. Number two is also one I have not seen: the Twelve Dogs of Christmas, um, which it looks like. I'm not sure there's a year on that one. It looks um, like an older one. It yeah, doesn't, doesn't have a year in it, but yeah, it's about a young girl who goes through great lengths to change people's hearts and minds and set up an orphanage for dogs. Uh, it says watching this film, you might just want to foster one yourself. So that, that's adorable. Okay, maybe we should all watch that. We one. should all watch that one and then all foster a dog. There you go. Right. Okay. I have seen number three. Have I've you? seen. I've seen number three. As okay. Well. Number three, how the Grinch stole Christmas. Uh, I think we all know about uh, the Grinch. Yes. And in <laughs> two, the year two thousand, of course, Jim Carrey did that. Um, and there was a dog named Max, of course. It's related to the Grinch movies and the yes. Grinch story. It was actually played by six different mixed breed shelter rescue dogs. There you go. How adorable so is that? You, you don't need to go to a breeder to get right. a dog that can be in a movie. Right, exactly. And you need to come to Grinch Bingo. Yes. And we'll be talking about that here coming up. One yes. of our wonderful December 13th. fun events at the Animal Rescue League. Number four is Beethoven's Christmas Adventure. So I've not seen this specific Beethoven movie, but I have seen... <laughs> Like the the original, the original, yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, he has to rescue an elf who has made a crash landing in his town, <laughs> help him recover that. Santa's magic toy bag from thieves, and return the sleigh. So, well, there we go. Uh, number five is the Nightmare Before Christmas, which was done in 1993. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Can you believe how long that ha- ago that has been? No, we're old. My gosh. So I have the, seen this one. Have you? And I've yes. not seen this one. The pumpkin really? king of Halloween discovers Christmas and tries to get his creepy neighbors to throw their own version of the holiday. Things, of course, go bad 
when Jack decides that they should, in fact, take over Christmas and make it their own. That's right. Um, but it has uh, a ghost pup named Zero in mm-hmm. it. Yeah, P- and it does say here uh, he has his own serious fan base. And I have seen, you know, people will make crafts and stuff. Yeah. And I've seen crafts specific to Z- Zero. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the two main characters, which I cannot remember their names, but, or, well, Jack Skellington and the other woman, I don't know, but uh, it's it's a good movie. Yeah. You should, you should watch it. Yeah. So, so far, I think I've seen one and you've seen one. Uh, two. You've seen two. I've How seen the Grinch one. And, and this one. Nightmare. Yep. How am I in the lead? I have no idea because <laughs> I haven't seen this one either. Number six is An All Dogs Christmas Carol. 1998. Uh, yeah. Which uh, it was an adaptation retold by the cast of All Dogs Go to Heaven, which I've not seen that movie either. Um, but it delivers on the classic tale, all the fun twists you'd expect from an adventurous dog Christmas movie. Uh, so that leads me to believe it's kind of like um, Homeward Bound, but Christmas themed. Which may be why I don't watch these movies because they stress me out about if the animal's going to be okay or not. <laughs> You're probably right. And I think I've told people You're that somebody right. told me about an app you can get or you can put in like uh, does the dog live dot com. Yes. And it's the move like you. I was just using it this weekend and it's like putting in a movie name and it will tell you if the dog or other animals in it live or not. Right. So then you can decide if you want to watch exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 A lot so. of people are like a hard no. Oh, if I'm a hard no. Dies. Nope, not happening. <laughs> I realize it's a movie and it's not really dying, but I don't want to even see the. Right. Yeah. But the point of a movie is to make you feel the emotion. Right. And feel that. Like who wants to feel that? Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Number seven, A Dog Named Christmas. I have not seen this one. I have not seen this one either. This is a Hallmark movie. Hallmark. It tells the story of the McRae family who foster a golden lab for the holidays. Um, and during that course of that foster, their development ch- developmentally challenged son forms a special bond with the dog who he names Christmas. So oh, that's cute. Yeah, he encourages more dog adoptions in town. So... Well, that's that's a feel good movie too. It is. That's lovely. Yes, uh, number eight is a Christmas story. Um, this is terrible, but I don't like. I feel like I've heard of that. Yeah, but I I don't know that I've seen it. Is that the one with the little kid in the in the in the sled? But is this the same movie or not? Because I don't know. Okay, it looks, it looks different. Because these are all like, of course, have dogs in them. Right, and and this one is uh, given a warning that. There's a scene with a turkey stealing hound, and that it's probably not the best example for your dog that might be watching the movie <laughs> of behavior by a dog. So I'm not sure it's the same Christmas story movie. It may not be. I don't know. That. Doesn't matter. I haven't seen either of them. I know that's terrible. Number yeah. nine is the search for Santa Paws. Yep. Uh, I've not seen that one either. Me neither. But this one follows the adventures of Santa and his canine buddy. Uh, pause as they take a trip to New York City. So that I bet kids would like that. Yeah, one, kids bet. would like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, number ten. I think we've all seen. We've this one. seen this one. A Charlie Brown. Charlie Christmas. Brown Christmas. Yep. Always a classic. Yep. A TV special based on the Peanuts comic strip uh, that has been warming hearts since 1965. And who can forget the indomitable Snoopy who makes this uh, a great dog Christmas movie? In addition to being a long-standing tradition. Absolutely. Yeah, we. Everyone seen that loves one. Snoopy. Yeah. 
can't go wrong there. Remember that we did a basket for the we Air did last, last year, year was, for the Razor Pop. It did pretty good, I think. It did. We had the all the like liquor ingredients to make uh, the cocktails. Yes. The Woodstock, the Charlie Brown, yes. and the Snoopy cocktail. Yeah, that was fun. It was very fun. We'll have to think of something creative for this one. Uh, I know. It's yeah. right around the corner. It is. We're going to be talking about that, too. I so know. Number 11 is Lady and the Tramp, which I've seen this one. I have not seen You've it. You've not? No. Oh, that's, it's actually a good movie. Um, it says it doesn't get much more romantic than the tale of a rich cocker spaniel, which is <laughs> so perfect. <laughs> I love it's that. So perfect. Who meets a streetwise mutt caught up in a series of adventures that causes sparks to fly and tails to wag, warming hearts until the dramatic Christmas climax. That's cute. That's adorable. And then there's Lady and the Tramp again because they did another one. Yes. Um, which is interesting. Shelter dogs were also used to fill the talented dog cast. And I'm sorry, I'm trying not to laugh out loud right now because Benny the cat just jumped up on our little he totally studio did. here and about scared the heck out of you. Yeah. Yes. Hi, so Benny. If you, if you hear the little bell, that's that's what it what it is. That's right. Uh, number did. 13 is Project Puppies for Christmas. And it says here, who doesn't love puppies mm -hmm. and feel good stories for Christmas? Uh, Project Puppies for Christmas is sure to be a pleaser. A sweet story of two sisters who are struggling with the loss of their mother. And in an attempt to get puppies from Santa for Christmas... Uh, that's smart. Uh, they decide their good deed is to befriend the local curmudgeon, played by expert John Ratzenberger. So that seems like a, it would be a fun one, too. And then we have Christmas with Tucker. Uh, and so basically the neighbor gets a dog and they form an instant bond. And so it kind of <laughs> it takes basically tragedy and, and to a tearjerker um, of a story. So if you need a good, cry, happy cry. That's the one for you. There you go. Get your glass of wine. Benny's causing us quite the little. Oh, my God. He's like plopping all over. He it is. Hilarious. If, if you, we if he... we get cut off, we'll be back. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, uh, number 15. So this surprises me because it's gremlins. Yeah. So I was obsessed with gremlins when I was a kid. So you've seen this. I've seen gremlins. Um, it says here why Gremlins isn't on every holiday movie must-watch list is a true Christmas mystery. Uh, it's ultimately a horror film, but all of the cuteness that is Gizmo, the Mogwee pal, uh, with his pooch friend Barney, is pretty much irresistible. Your dog will love watching all the action in this movie as much as you will. Um, I think that everybody should watch Gremlins, and it's an old Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah, so you how do you miss? Right. right, yep. Uh, number 16... Christmas Tale. I've not heard of this one either. I have not either, but basically after each separately adopting a troublesome pooch, uh, two single parents ultimately find a way to share amongst their families, and of course it's romantic and they, you know, fall in love oh, also. There so. you go. And the last one, Dan? N number 17 is The Christmas Shepherd, uh, which is another holiday romance for those looking to stoke the fires of the heart. Uh, it's a story of a widow whose husband's dog, Buddy, is lost in a storm and finds a new family. Uh, his new adopters are a single dad and their daughter, finding it hard to make connections after their own losses. And Buddy, the puppy, brings them all together in a sweet Christmas tale that may encourage those nursing broken hearts to get out there and make some connections of their own. There you go. That's cute. So if you need something fun to do this holiday season with your dog or your cat, if your cat would enjoy watching those movies that have dogs all over them, that's your list of 17 dog Christmas movies to watch. There and you Dan, go. you had watched five of those 17. Oh, see? Yeah, and I was only at three. Oh, well. 
which is crazy because I is. love movies and you're not, you I know. know. Yeah. Well, you know, most of those I did watch when I was like much younger. Right. <laughs> right. So, but I'll have to uh, see if I can find any on the list and maybe watch some of them. Yeah. It'll take me, you know, two weeks to do it at 20 minute intervals at a time because I'll <laughs> fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. I, I have that kind of habit too. It's just, I don't know. You just get relaxed and settled in and I know cozy. All of a sudden, you're snoozing. I know. Yeah. And it's the worst at the movie theater. Yeah. People are Is always really? like, let's go to the movie. And I'm like... And you fall asleep at the movie theater. Yeah, I'm not going to pay $15 to fall asleep. Do you get popcorn? I mean, what... Yeah, but I mean, you know, the popcorn's gone before the movie even starts. Yeah, that's true, because there's so many previews <laughs> uh, these right, days. Right, I wish I'd give you the start time to the movie and the start time of when the previews are, because I'm always, like, hurrying to get there, and it's, like, 40 minutes of previews, <laughs> which, if I, you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. But, you know, uh, most of the people that I would go to the movies with, uh, they know that I'm going to fall asleep. So they're constantly like elbowing Elbowing me. you. Yeah. Or yeah. they're like, are you awake? And I'm like, uh-huh. And I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. So right? you know what? We're going to take another break when we come back. Right, we have lots of other fun stuff to talk about. Hope you come back with us. You're listening to the For Love of Animals podcast with Carol and Dan. The Animal Rescue League of Iowa is looking for people who can give an adoptable pet a break from the shelter for a week, a month, or more. Fostering a pet through our shelter getaway programs for cats, dogs, and even horses allows you to help homeless pets without the lifetime commitment. So whether you're longing for pet companionship but can't commit long-term, or you're able to make room for one or more on a short-term basis, we need you. Visit arl-iowa.org to learn more. Has your cat started missing his or her litter box? Does your dog bark or growl every time someone comes to your house? There are many reasons that your pet's behavior might change, and the ARL is here to determine any stressors and remedy the behavior. Contact the ARL's behavior specialists at arl-iowa.org slash behaviorhelp to learn more. We're back. Welcome back to the For Love of Animals podcast. I'm Carol, and I'm here with Dan, and we are back. I pressed the wrong button. You did. That's all right. We have people here that are smarter than me that can fix it, though, right? Yeah, see, and you just completely, I mean, they probably could have fixed it, and then our listeners wouldn't even know. I know, but they should know. We try to be transparent. <laughs> they should know. We try to be transparent. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> Let's talk two animals that we probably wouldn't normally put together in a sentence yeah guinea hens and hippopotamus yeah so last week when casey was here we were talking about guinea hens and we talked about pablo escobar's hippos yes and, you know i just made the random comment i wonder if they hang out in the wild right you know, they're both african species and they totally do isn't that crazy yeah i was uh looking it up uh this week and there were videos <laughs> <laughs> Benny, there were videos of guinea hens, like you know, on the on land, and the hippos were right in the water, so they totally hang out together. Yeah, and there's even a bunch of artwork that people have done. Really, hippos and guineas. Yeah, so there you go. So is that is is that just normal? Is that the? I mean, is that the bird? If I can use the term bird, that hangs with hippos, and hippos don't bother them, or yeah, I just think. They're in the same area. Yeah. You know, their habitat is is all the same yeah. area. So interesting. They hang out together. Yeah. So I wonder if people like you and me get guinea hens, there's no hippo. <laughs> so what are they doing? Well, you know, it is Christmas <laughs> and you can ask 
all I want for Christmas is a hippopotamus, <laughs> right? I, I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh. We can contact Columbia, uh, the Colombian government, and see if we can get a hippo from the drug lord of right. Pablo Escobar. Right, and Escobar. You, that's one of those things hippo. where you're like, okay, we're really into enrichment. You should try to do what you need to do for your pets. <laughs> We have guinea hens, and what do we need to do? We need to get them a hippo. Right. So and they're bonded. Yeah. They're bonded yeah, buddies. Exactly. So they got to go together. <laughs> right. Oh, oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. So we have some fun events coming up. We do. Oh yes. Um, we've talked about this one before, but I think we should continue to to mention it. Is Grinch Bingo, which we mentioned briefly earlier, is December thirteenth at six p.m. You know, it might be sold out i i don't know but um why do you think it's sold out well casey said last time that she thought it was about sold one, out yeah one of the sessions okay. was full um but i'll be there carol will be there um december 13th 6 to 8 p.m at arrow Maine in the mapes auditorium yep uh go on our website arrow-iowa.org click on events it's up at the top and you'll see it listed there and click on it and then you can register and come play bingo with us. Yeah. You can win prizes and dress up as the Grinch. Right. I'm not going to dress up, but somebody should. Well, I'm not going to dress up as a Grinch, but I did. I am going to wear some Grinch, some green or something. Are you going to wear green? Um, probably not. Probably not. I, okay. If I can find something, I will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else we got going on? We have Tree of Life, which we mentioned at the um, top of the show. Yes. Um, but it goes on all month long. Yep. Tree of Life is something where the community uh, can go on our website, and there's a wish list or a fetch list. And it could be something glass cleaner all the way to peanut butter to, um, you know, rubber bowls for horses or salt licks for horses and anything in between there. Absolutely. Um, and you gift it to the ARL and we put it under our tree and then that goes on all month long. And then we use that stuff throughout the shelter for the entire year, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, uh, there are numerous drop-off locations, so be sure to check yes. our website, not only at ARL Maine and ARL West, but... We have drop-off locations at Baumgars on Northeast 14th, mm -hmm. Franklin Plaza Family Dentistry on Franklin Avenue, Connett Services on East Sheridan, Berkshire, Denter, Berkshire <laughs> Dental, say that three times, right. uh, on Berkshire Parkway, the Zoom Room on University and in North Ankeny Boulevard, Denny Elwell Company on Southeast Tones Drive, Waxing the City, North Ankeny Boulevard, Element Hotel, South Prairie View Drive, Animal Doctors, Mill Civic Parkway. Um, and I tell you, if you're interested in having be a drop-off location yeah. for us for Tree of Life, please reach out. We yeah. love to have as many as we can all around to make it easy for people to drop off donations. And, Dan, you weren't kidding. Like, we use these donations all throughout the year, mm -hmm. and um, not only the food and the cat litter, of which you can imagine how much cat litter we go through, right? Exactly. Um, but the toys, and there's actually a little video on our website that you can go to, and it shows the dogs, which is so cute, picking out a toy. They get to come out and pick out a toy that they want. Seriously, I mean, that's the cutest thing ever. How special! How special for them while they're just waiting for a home, right. you know? And if you want to uh, participate, but you 
you know, it's hard for you to get around or you're just, you don't have time. Um, there's an Amazon wish list, so you can do it, you know, in your underwear in bed. Right. And you just click and it will ship it right to us. Exactly. So and I think go out there and check it out. Right now, Dan, we'd probably be remiss if we did not mention that if you're considering adding to your family with a dog or a cat or a small animal mm-hmm. or even a farm pet. Right. Uh, please check out our website, www.arl-iowa.org, for our adoptable pets. See if somebody grabs you or come to one of our adoption locations. We could use some help. We are full, and um, full, full, we full. need homes for pets. On top of it, if, if you can't really adopt, maybe you could help us foster. We have lots of foster programs for any of those species. Please reach out to us, and we can set you up as one of our our foster homes um, as well. Yeah, and literally any species to foster as well. Yeah. I mean, I fostered gerbils before. Absolutely. I've done guinea pigs. Yeah, and cats, guinea pigs, yeah. Yep. Horses, chickens. Yep. Bunnies, so rats, we can match whatever. up too. Like yeah, whatever if, fits your lifestyle, right? Like if you have other dogs, and so you can't, you know, you have to have a certain temperament. We can help you match up that. If you have a cat, uh, same deal. So we can help you with that. Um, and again, if you've got a pet and you're having, you know, behavior problems, and you're concerned and thinking about, you know, giving your pet to a shelter, reach out for help first, please. Yes, you know, let's keep those pets in their homes. And, uh, you know, if you listen to our podcast from outside Des Moines, go to any of your local animal shelters and adopt. Yeah. Get involved. Get involved. Yep. We always say it takes a village. Yeah, that's right. And we mean that. We do. Yeah. Yeah. See, see what you can help them with. Yeah. They're always going to have something that you can help with. Whatever your skills are, whatever you want to help with. Uh, they can set you up. And like I've said this before, if you want to come out to the ARL and clean windows, then come out to the ARL and clean windows. Right. Or do laundry or mop the floor. Whatever you want to do, they'll they'll find a job for you to do. Yeah. You know, it's it's weird because it's all support. I It's somebody, we both volunteered at the Animal Rescue League for years and years mm-hmm. and years. But I mean, it's all support, whether you're at the shelter volunteering or you're doing offsite events or you're uh, donating money or mm-hmm. you're fostering or you're, I mean, it just, or just spreading the word, or just spreading the word, yeah. or you have a business and you're willing to be a drop off point for mm-hmm. our tree of life or all of it. It all helps. That's all right. of it. Every single thing helps. And if you have, uh, you know, questions, I mentioned this earlier too, but question behavior questions for your cat or dog or any other species. If we don't know the answer, we'll find the answer for you. Um, if you have cute animal stories, uh, go on our website, arl-iowa.org, click on uh, community, go down to the podcast page, and it's super simple to submit that stuff for, to us or via the ARL for the Love of Animals Facebook page as well. For sure, yeah. It's been fun. It has been fun. Yes. This is number four, This right? is number four, yes. Yeah, so podcast number four. Cuatro. We will be back say that in Spanish. next week. For uh, number five, we'll have a special guest, so I hope you'll tune in with us. And uh, we're always excited to have you join us here. So be sure and check out our For Love of Animals Facebook page as well. So that's it. That's a wrap. All right. In a world where you can be anything, be kind. Have a great day. Pop forward. See you next time.